Hello, I'm Morgan. Hello, I'm Joel. We're lifelong best friends, and you're listening to Secondhand Movies. This is a show where one of us has seen a movie, and one of us has not. We recommend it to each other, and then we watch it, and we discuss the results with you and each other. We talked about how to start this, and it started really sophisticatedly in that I basically went through my IMDb watch history and made a spreadsheet, because yes, I am that guy who would make a spreadsheet, and I said, hey, Joel, look through these (laughs) tell me, which of these are you interested in, and uh, what did you decide on? Well, after sifting through the 700 different movies... We uh, we decided on our first one of Hostels. Yes. Hostels, not Hostel. Host- very different. <laughs> very different movies. Uh, one I've seen, what I'm not and will not watch. What so far is like intrigued you about that? Why does that stand out to you? you? You told me a little bit about it before we started recording this, and it it stuck out to me. I, I love, I, you told me Christian Bale's in it. I love Christian Bale as an actor. And then you you spoke on how this movie plays out, and it's very, it's gut wrenching. It's just very out there in your face. It's an action. It's a western. All those kind of pique my interest. So I think you're picking up on the right things. I I don't want to say much about it because I feel like it's one of those that for me hit harder because I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Uh, I saw it, and I legitimately like. I was watching on my phone, and you know, a lot of times when you watch things on your phone, you're doing other stuff, and I found myself just like stopping and watching some of the sequences, and then after one or two, I literally like kind of paused and took a minute because I was like, "Whoo, that was impactful." It's rare for me to feel like I watch a movie like that that's not depressing. At least I didn't find it like overly depressing. Like it's hard. There's some sad things. There's tragic things. But it also felt like there was humanity in there. It felt like there was definitely a perseverance. A lot of the good things that you find out of Westerns, like that you find out of Americana, American history, the the push to the West, I think it typifies that in a lot of ways without being necessarily tropish or being retreads. The only thing I will add that I probably didn't mention is that majority of the film is kind of just a travelogue. It feels very novelish in that way, and that this is very much a character study, character development, that you kind of have a few things that set up the story, and then the most of the story is just trying to go from point A to point B, and all the stuff that happens. So from a pacing standpoint, I think that's probably worth knowing. I wouldn't describe it as an action movie. But there's some sequences that that at least have, you know, something going on. And there's some things that are lighthearted. I, comedy is not necessarily in this film, but I wouldn't say it's always heavy. It's definitely thoughtful at times. I think Christian Bale really does a good job. Pretty understated role and thus a pretty understated performance. Rosamund Pike is also one of the leads. And she's somebody that I always look forward to seeing. Like if a movie has her, I always feel like, she picks good material. She's a wonderful actress, but she's also very selective. I don't know about very selective, but she at least seems selective about the material that she really engages with. And so whenever she's on board with the project, I always go, okay, there's something about this that she wants to do. You know, a lot like yeah. Christian. She's just very wise in what she chooses. And very good. And varied. I mean, like, because I, I, I know Rosamund 
from a handful of things. I haven't seen everything she's done by any means. Uh, really, the first thing I know her from that she was on my radar was actually Pride and Prejudice. She's the oldest sister for the Bennetts that, okay. that Mr. Bingley ends up courting. And she is very, you know, almost naive, very optimistic, very sweet, very innocent. And then she plays Gone Girl, which is like this conniving, cynical, like, manipulative, yeah. ghost lighting. Complete like. opposite role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she was a Bond girl with Pierce Brosnan. I think it's The World's Not Enough. She was one of the Bond girls. And I, I know that's probably the first thing I saw her in, just because that's an oldest, that's the oldest movie. But I didn't really track who was who back then. Right. So she's done stuff like that. And then, and then she's done something like Hostels, which um, she definitely has... Um, some pretty intense things happen. <laughs> and and then I most recently saw her. She starred, she's the main, uh, I just went blank on what they call the, the wizards. And I'm sorry, all of the Wheel of Time people are going to come with their pitchforks. Always. Um, <laughs> Any sort of series like that. Sorry, I'm reading Mistborn, so all of the other <laughs> names left me. Um, and she's really good in that. But yeah, as far as so, I see why that would attract you, and I would recommend it because I feel like it's a movie that is just kind of unique. I feel like it's a movie that has a strong point of view. It has good characters. It's got a good script. It's well directed, and it is it's an adult movie without being gratuitous. I would say that there's definitely this is not a movie I would recommend for younger teens even. And it's not like the typical Western violence where it's like, oh, man, it's kind of bloody. They're shooting each other. It's like my stomach. That's hard. And it's not even that it's super gory. It's the context. Who is dying and why and how is very gut-wrenching a few times. And it doesn't feel fair. And so you feel really angry. (laughs) Like (laughs) you're like, no. And there's some gore to that. But there's actually a few times where I would have expected more. And there's not necessarily. So again, it feels not restrained. That's not the right word, but realistic maybe. And realistic, like if something happened to you like 10 feet away from you, you wouldn't see everything, but you would see enough to know what's going on kind of deal. It feels observatory in some ways. Um, It's not flashy camera work. It's not a flashy movie. From what I remember. Now, again, I I watched this probably in 2020, maybe 21. So not... Super recently, but within the last yeah, I mean within the last years. Few, two years. Yeah. So I know there's things that are probably forgotten and details that I'll pick up rewatching it. It's very much geared towards an adult audience that wants a mature story, that wants thoughtful things. Probably the closest comparison I would have from sort of pacing, it feels like Master and Commander, maybe. Okay, like it's very character driven. Yeah, it's like if you could mix Master and Commander with like a travelogue movie, and I just don't have one coming to mind. More like a Western version of Master and Commander. I mean, definitely a Western. It's smaller. I mean, it doesn't feel epic in the in that same way. Okay. Tonally, it, it feels more in scope-wise like an open range or unforgive. We're not talking about armies clashing, and we're not talking about big, bustling cities and stuff. It's right. primarily like one farm and then a fort and then traveling. It's kind of like 310 Human that... 310 is mostly a travelogue. You know, it's you yeah. got to take person from point A to point B. 
So in that regard, like you kind of have stuff happen. They talk. They have interesting conversations. Something happens. New thing. New obstacle. It's kind of that from a plotting standpoint. Very different tonally because I think 310 is a lot more excitement driven. Like it wants to have these kind of frenetic, kinetic action. A lot of stuff happening. And this doesn't have as much quieter movie. It's very competent directed. There's good choices without it being flashy. Acting is good all around. I thought the script is solid. Like, that's probably the thing I'm excited about rewatching it is just seeing... Extra nuances that you could pick up on. Yeah. Realizing what they're foreshadowing, getting that context better. What would, like, make this a satisfying experience for you? I think it's exciting to watch just because, like, I haven't seen a good Western movie in a long time. In recent times, there hasn't been a good western since really you know the likes that you you know you had the john wayne era and then you had tombstone and i love how he like skips an entire movement (laughs) well well there yes there is but i'm just (laughs) saying you you know tombstone and that that sort of stuff was like the decline of the westerns almost like there wasn't really a lot of good westerns after that yeah i mean it's like we had unforgiven which I think most people would accept as a good Western. It is not a classic Western. It it is playing against types. I think Tombstone is more traditional in that it's fun. It's kind of easy to watch. You know, it's very digestible. It's still serious. That's the thing I'm always struck with that one. Like, I always think of it as a fun movie, and then I watch it, and I'm like, not all this is that fun. Not in a bad way, but, like, it's more serious. It is. It's supposed to be more serious. I think part of the reason I forget that is because I think, like, a lot of us saw that when we were teenagers. Right. And so it felt like, as a teenager, it was like, ooh. Right. And then as, like, an adult, you're like, life kind of sucks sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think your perspective changes, you know? Right. The remake of Magnificent Seven was fine. It had some things I liked. Well, and see, I'm not counting the remake because they, you know, they they had the original 310 to Yuma and then they remade it. You know, I'm not including that in the great Western era. The thing that that I appreciate about this movie and I feel like is kind of the, the hard line to find with Westerns is there's basically, to me, there's primarily three types. You have Westerns that are in love with remaking a form that they have already seen. So you have people who very clearly make a Western because they love John Ford Westerns. They love John Wayne and John Ford Westerns or something similar. Yeah. Or they love Sergio Leone's spaghetti Westerns or they love something, right? Yeah. Three Clint Clint Eastwood. Yeah. You know, well, those are spaghettis. Well, right. Or once upon a time in the West, which is a fantastic movie, by the way, that one I will guarantee you is very slow, but I, I enjoyed it probably the most out of, the Sergio Leone's I watched. You kind of have those people where it's like they're mostly making Western because they want to call back to something. Yeah. And then you have Westerns who are mostly using it as sort of a vehicle to say something. And usually it's to sort of play against the type of that Western that has come before. And so that's like unforgiven. And then you kind of have this little tiny sliver, I feel like, of original takes on Westerns. Or at least something that feels like it's not quite a callback to something is in that that category that's that's more rare. It's not a remake, it's not a retread, but it's also not actively like saying that the classic Western is bad. And so I just I don't see hostels really aging that 
much. There's not, not a whole not lot. becoming a classic or anything like that. I think becoming a classic is so hard right now because there's so many things coming out. It's easy to sort of forget about movies. This is true. They don't kind of reach that critical mass. But I think among Western genre people who know that genre, I think that this is a film that you can stack up there with things like Open Range and Tombstone and Unforgiven. Oh, 